SeatGeek. I think baseball games can be a great first date. I mean, like, why not, right? Who made up this rule? There's nothing more romantic than two people sharing their passion, especially if you have great seats. Because then you can make it to the kiss cam, and if you make it and he kisses you on the kiss cam, and then, you know, it's real. It's the real deal. Like ring stuff, wedding stuff. Get your seat tickets to sports, concerts, and live events. Seat Geek. Get your seat in a seat. Use promo code BronxMachachos and save $20 off your first purchase. Ron Guidry for the most strikeouts in a single season in Yankee history. 249 passing, number 49, Ron Guidry. Tandy Sturtz, former pitcher of the New York Yankees, and you're listening to the Bronx Muchachos, Florida's number one New York Yankee podcast. Yo, what up, what up, everybody? This is welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Muchachos podcast. Your host, Mark. Tonight, we got the boys with us. We got Alex. Evening, everybody. We got Dave. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode. And last but certainly not least, we got Danny. The year was good, everybody. All right. Yo, everybody, you guys know the drill by now. Rate, subscribe, review, like, hit us up. Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. You know the places. You know the drill. You know exactly what to do. Drop us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Do all that fun stuff. If you're watching us live right now, smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Let us know what's up. Hit us up in the chats. You know, let make, get, the, get this thing going. Um, and of course hit us up on our link tree, which is linktr.ee backslash real Bronx muchachos. Get us, get all your gear from us, shirts, shorts, whatever you want. Um, and don't forget, we are always sponsored by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best place to buy tickets for concerts, sport, live sporting events, whatever you're looking for. You want to see Godsmack, Godsmack's coming around to any place, you, any, any place in right now. Um, it is it's right now they're going into the September tour. So they got Oklahoma, Baton Rouge, Pensacola, J, uh, Jacksonville, Charlestown, uh, Tampa, Hollywood, Florida, things like that. Then they're swinging over to Green Bay and continuing on from there. You know, use the promo code Bronx Muchachos, all caps, all one word. Get you get yourself a discount on your first uh, order. So, boys, the kids are all right, man. The kids are all right. We've been waiting for this for quite some time now. You know, we got a little taste in out of spring training when with Anthony Volpe got promoted, but now we're seeing more. Now, now it's come time that all the veterans are kind of on the de- on the IL, or they've really just crapped the bed. The Yankees have promoted once again Oswald Peraza, and if this time are supposedly going to make sure he gets the lion's share of the, of the time on the field. And on top of that, we now have a true left fielder in Everson Pereira who was lighting it up in double A AA and triple A. 
who is going to take all the all the time in in left field that he needs, possibly even taking some time in center field and maybe a pinch in right field. So let's take it around the horn. Alex, I'm going to throw this to you first. What are your thoughts? What are you what's your likes, dislikes about about bringing the boys up now? It's about damn time. Let's be real. Like we've been waiting long enough. <laughs> I don't know what's been taking this organization so long. We've it's not even us. Let's be real. Like you have to be blind and an idiot not to know what's going on with this organization right now. Like we knew it in the trade deadline, punt the season. Like that's all we've been saying. Like just get rid of it. Like we're done. We knew what we were going on. The the fight to come from last place into even playoff contention was already too much at that point. Like should have just punted the season at that point. Let all put everybody that they want to put on a phantom aisle. Who cares? It is what it is. And then bring up the boys and let them fight their way in here. Let them prove what they got to do. So that way we know what's going on for the future. We know in this offseason. Okay, is how gonna open up his pocketbook and um you know try to see how much money he can make? It, um, are we going to go trade crazy? What's gonna happen? We need to know what's gonna happen for the future. Okay, we know what the immediate future of this season is. The immediate future of this season is it's shit. Let's be real. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for anybody here. Like we all agree that it's a shit season. <laughs> all right, and we got nothing to look forward to. So let's look forward to. The future. Let's see what the future can hold for us. Because right now, the present's crap. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm totally excited about this, but it's too little too late. This is something that should have happened back in June when Hal was confused about why the fans were pissed off and upset. Um, But, you know, thank God we got someone that can play third base. Thank God we got Everson Pereira in the left who got his first major league hit today, was a double, got his first RBI yesterday. So good improvement by him. What I love seeing from him is his at-bats, his approach at the plate. He's very patient. He's not chasing too many pitches out of the zone. Uh, that I like to see. But, you know, going forward, I think it's time to just send everybody home that needs surgery, let them get their procedures done. Anyone that's got long-term lingering injuries, IL them. Like Anthony Rizzo should be IL'd for the rest of the season and replaced with Austin Wells on the active roster. That's my opinion. Whether or not it will happen, another story. But it's time, you know, and Brian Cashman finally woke up from his, you know, four-month nap to finally admit that this season was a dumpster fire. Like, really, Brian? We do this back in June. But, you know, thanks for finally paying attention. Um like I said, man, long time coming. Should have happened months ago. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see these kids play every day and see what, you know, 2024 holds going forward. So uh, I, I agree that they should have came up earlier, but not because we've like, uh, not because of the same reasons for you guys. Like, I, I, I think they should have came up to make an impact to help us win. Because I think that's what, like that that's what the whole purpose was for them to do was to help us win ball games um because i meant to put know, it that I, way it just didn't come out that way danny sorry yeah <laughs> yeah we're on the same page. yeah like okay yeah because uh, obviously this this season's just been a disaster like brian cashman said but um you bring up talents like peraza and Pereira to impact winning ball games and um obviously against the nationals it, it didn't happen um, we, we had that one game tease where, you know, Sevy became his own self and, 
Aaron Judge hit three homers and everything was right up until Clay Holmes decided to, uh, you know, give up the lead again in the, in the eighth. So, um, I don't know if I'm frozen or if Mark is frozen. <laughs> no, no, but Danny, 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 to, to go on to your thing, okay, just to yeah. rebuttal on it, just so you know, I, I wasn't against the whole thing doing it earlier in the season too. I'm just saying in the trade that trade deadline for the fact of the matter that since nothing was going on and it didn't even happen earlier in the season that at the trade deadline, we all noticed what was the writing on the wall at that point. Like earlier in the season, it would have been nicer to bring them in earlier for an impact. Yes, but it never happened. It is what it is. But I'm like, at the point that they could have done something was at the trade deadline. They could have, changed up the whole course of it and they didn't choose to at that time they waited until what the end of august basically let's be real that's a whole month that they wasted that they, they could have done that they could have done that part of that you know what? let the young men come in see if they can bring, bring up. look what it did with the mets look what the mets did that they punted and then out of all of nowhere now they're still in a they're still in the running it could have happened for us too yeah, but Alex, you got to remember something. The all the all the reports that were coming out was it wasn't Brian Cashman not trying to bring up the up the the kids. It was Hal deciding he wants to make sure that the that the revenues keeps coming in that the that the stadium is still full. That's why you don't have any. That's why the kids weren't weren't brought up. That's why trades weren't made. So okay, at that sorry. so at that point at that point that's on the owner and. We all and one thing as much as everyone likes to rip Cashman, tell stream out fire Cashman for this, that, and the other. He's got still got a boss. He's got to answer to, and if he and if the and if the big man says we're not doing this, he's the meat shield. Got to take the take, got to take the bullets. Got to make make what the boss wants happen. So in that regards, I get what you're saying, but that is a hal problem right then and there. Too little, too late in the season that he's doing that he brought up the kids because I think at some point. You could have seen the writing was on the wall that one that a guy like Josh Donaldson should have been traded in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Guy like IKF, even though he's been the, a super utility player, should have been traded in the offseason because the sal- those salaries aren't weren't needed. The six million dollars that IKF is getting, you can you could have had a Cabrera or you could have had a Peraza or some or somebody along those lines playing the, that position. And most likely, and mostly IKF was playing the outfield for most of the season. So you could have brought up, a, you could have had somebody else up there for less money, and you wouldn't be our backs wouldn't be up against the wall, having to now fight for um, draft pick compensation and draft pick positioning because that's what that's what this new uh, ownership and what the new GM and the new front office really wants. They want to be able to stockpile the the specs. So it was it was a poorly poorly constructed, poorly planned. From this past offseason, I, I I agree with you, but they, see, like, if that's the case, that the whole area that the how wanted was revenue, that that was the bottom line. Doesn't winning games and making it to the playoffs give you better revenue? Well, they they yeah. Well, they're betting that they bet to make the playoffs. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, if they if they would have changed the if they would have changed the mindset earlier. I'm not saying things would have changed because let's be real. We just got done with, uh, with a horrible losing streak and, and just to be by for all we know on another possible horrible losing streak. We don't know what's going to happen right now because everybody, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know the Yankees lost again today, they won yesterday, but they lost today. But like, let's be real, Mark, let's be real. If they would have done it earlier, it could have probably 
sparked up that club, the clubhouse, that they could have been doing something. And who knows? Who knows we would, where, where the team would be right now at this point? The, right now, at this point, they could be like up there fighting for a wild card spot instead of like, okay, we're done. Who cares? That's point taken. Point. Yeah, you're right. Danny, you're right about that. Yeah, like we could we could talk to our heads, you know, fall off. We're kind of beating a dead horse with this. And I don't want like, to. We that. are where we are. Yeah, we, we are where we are in the season. But uh, obviously, we, we, all we have to do is move forward, right? And, you know, obviously the nine-grain loser streak doesn't help anything. Um, mm-hmm. We could theorize why, how, made the decisions that he did. But ultimately, we're not going to know everything until like the offseason. Maybe when we have a clear picture of what Cashman's plan is um, moving forward. But obviously, moving forward, man, like we have to get rid of the dead contracts. We have to figure out a way to see how um, guys like Peraza and Pereira can really impact this club. Um, mm-hmm. We see what, what Anthony Volpe is and we'll see what he, what he can be. Like a great comp is, is Bobby Witt Jr. Like, Everyone needs to look at Bobby Woods Jr., Bobby Woods Jr.'s rookie season and see where he's at three years into the big leagues. And Bobby Woods Jr. is a legit 30-30 type of guy. And Anthony Volpe can be that type of player. Um, so there's there's some there's there's things to look forward to. Glaber's having another really good year. Like this is back-to-back years of 20 homers, you know, uh, a relatively decent batting average. Um, he's leading all second baseman and homers. Um, the defense hasn't been great. It's been mediocre, but no one expected Glaber to ever have like a gold glove. Like he's never been that type of guy. So as long as he can provide average defense at second, hit homers, get on base, which he's been doing, not strike out. Glaber's been a positive. Mm-hmm. And that's someone that we should build with in the future. Harrison Bader, honestly, could kick rocks, right? Anthony Rizzo, um, he's... He's, you know, he's got his option. Let's see what's going on with his concussion. Maybe this might help going in the future. Like, this could save him a little bit in terms of wear and tear on the body. Like, get his mind right. Get the brain healed up. Let's see what he has for 2024. But I don't agree with trying to shut him down the rest of the season. I would love to see him play last two weeks of September just to get that confidence that he's he's okay. Um. John Carlos Sand had a big game today, but like it's against the lefty Patrick Corbin who came into the game with a five ERA. So okay, John Carlos hitting lefty is nothing, you know, crazy about that. But um, there, there's a lot of question marks on this team that needs to be answered, and we have the we have thirty whatever thirty or forty games left to to really figure out who's willing who should invest in. Mm-hmm. True. True. Well, <clears throat> before we go any further with this crazy train, um, last week we had Tanya Sturts on the podcast. Just wanted to give another shout out to him. Thank him for coming on last week and volunteering some time with us. Also, we got to know a little bit about the charities that he works with, the 56 Foundation, the Boca Pink Ball. Both of these organizations really helped promote the episode last week. So we just want to give a special shout out and thank you to both of those organizations, both of those charities that Tanya is affiliated with. If you want more information, websites are down below, uh, 56foundation.org and bocapinkball.com. 
and you can read up more about what they do and any events they have going on down in South Florida. All right. So what do we got next? Well, on top of uh, on top of those two moves right there, another move I've I personally been waiting for, which was Dominguez. Jason Dominguez now has, is in AAA. And he started off his AAA career with a bang, three for six, a, a rocket of a double, rocket of a single, 109.2 miles an hour off the bat, past the second baseman. Then he hit, then he hit his next hit, which was a double off the wall, or actually not even the wall back there. It's a gate at back there, and then had another RBI up the single up the middle. Got he got called he got caught stealing base in his first game, but. These are the type of things that need to happen. They need to bring if, if say, Dominguez is part of your future, he's got to be up in AAA. He's got to get that's the you know he needs to get that final seasoning, that final tune-ups where he is where he's at to move forward to the next level. If that and that's where Austin Wells is at, that's where a bunch of guys are. You're going to see Spencer Jones moving up to AA soon, if not the end of this year, most likely for next year. Um. Lower lower level guys like um, you know like maybe an Alex like maybe an Alexander Vargas maybe uh, um, uh, what's his name Gomez Antonio Gomez might get bumped because they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna that double A yeah well yeah you're right because because all those yeah because Augusta Ramirez is just smoking the ball every which way I mean he mm-hmm. kid's a stud kid's a stud and defense doesn't lack at all. Soon- a, a platoon of Austin Wells and Augusta Ramirez at the big leagues where Augusta Ramirez doesn't strike out. He has like a <laughs> less than 10% strikeout rate in double a like, and the dude's like 20, 21. Like yeah. there there's there. We, we, this is the type of season we needed from him because the catching depth for us has just been lacking. Like it's Wells, it's Augusta Ramirez. It's, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the other kid. Antonio Go- Antonio Gomez, but all the but you, I guess yeah, all those got all those guys they they had they had some hype behind them and then they got kind of caught in the meat grinder. They you know, they weren't they weren't pushed, they weren't moved. You know, you had an Anthony Siegler ahead of everyone. You had a Josh Bro ahead of everybody. You got a you traded for a Ben Rover and all those guys unfortunately aren't good weren't good enough, aren't good enough to warrant having them being played ahead of everybody else. Like why they kept Austin Wells down for so long? Probably because his defense needed some work. He needed arm strength built up. He needed a few, he needed some stuff. But the bat plays, and you know what? If they moved him to an outfield position, if they moved him to first base, then he probably would be in the big leagues right now, and they wouldn't have spent seventeen million dollars on Anthony Rizzo because they would have had it. They would have had Austin Wells playing first base. You know, they so, have. Um, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. I was gonna say they have, they have a log. They have, they have. There's a lot of log jams the Yankees have, whether for good or bad. But you gotta, you gotta think of it this way: outfield, you know, you know the names. You, we got Jason Dominguez at the, at still at the top of the list. I think, I think until oh, Spencer Jones, who I'm big, I'm high on as well. Until he shows that he can get the strikeout rate down, he can't be, he can't supersede Jason Dominguez. I don't care what the pipeline says; it's not, it's not possible. Um. But you do have those two. You got Pereira, and then you got some guys coming up too. You got and you got people further along. The middle infield is stacked, especially at the lower levels of the minor leagues. It's stacked, and the guys are good down there, and they're young. They're playing their they're playing ahead of the ahead of you know they're young for their division, and they're playing well. 
you can see people, you can see those kids moving up and then you're seeing, then you'll let a lot of the older guys get go. And then finally catch, you know, pitching is always pitching, but catches the only is always the other thing. Remember Brian Cashman learned from stick Michael, you build your system through the, through up the middle. So that's where, that's where everything has really been catcher infield, you know, middle infield, because you can say shortstop, but that kind of moves around easy enough. And then center field, and then you, you kind of branch from there. Uh, Augusta Ramirez this year, double A, as a, well, this year through three leagues, as a 21 year old catcher, he's 21, right? 17 homers, 63 RBIs, 56 walks compared to 69 strikeouts. When he was in the Florida League, he had 43 walks compared to 41 Ks. So he gets on base. And he's really hard to strike out. Those 69 strikeouts are in 355 at-bats and 408 player appearances. I'm not really good at math, but I know that's pretty low. So when it comes down to percentages. And, so I, I'm, I'm excited for that. And, like, I was always on the Antonio Gomez type train. And I, I don't think this kid is going to last because he, his batting average has gone down every rung of the minors he's gone up to. In rookie league, he batted 305. Low A batted 252. And this year in high A is batting 229 in 76 games with a 313 slug and a 601 OPS. Ugh. Yeah, but I mean, but don't but but don't forget, catchers are, are catchers are different. Catchers they take a while to develop. So there's a there's a lot more that a catcher needs to do than than the hitting tool. If he if he was and and Gomez wasn't a bat first kind of guy. He's a he's a defense first player. Yeah, well, he used to be a pitcher too when he was a kid. So I mean, I've never really looked at it that I want my catchers to be crazy batters. I, that's not what I've always I always looked at it for as a, for a catcher. I want them to be crazy defense. I want them to be basically the great field general that they need to do. That's how I've always looked at it. And if they get, if the hitting comes, it comes, but it's not the biggest concern in my opinion for a catcher. Well, in the case of Antonio Gomez, you kind of need him to be a little offensively sound. I mean, this year in Hudson Valley, he's got 102 strikeouts and 20 walks. That ain't good, bro. That's, that's God awful. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need the guy to bat 300, but at least be confident. At least yeah. have a just yeah. don't strike out that much, and you know drive some runs in and play superior defense. That's all I want. I would definitely have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> well, that's also why he could be yeah. RBIs. You know, if he if he be, if he becomes confident behind the plate, then he could be you. He could be a trade chip to move on because. You know, if you're if your number one and number two catchers right now in the system are going to be Wells and then Austin uh, Augustin Ramirez, everyone else is expendable, and you can always replenish that. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm standing. But yep. you know, my thing uh, going back to to the Martian. I mean, him and him and AAA is where he needs to be right now. He yeah. he got when he had a he, once he got once AA stopped using the sticky ball. You saw exactly where how he flipped the script. Where in the beginning he wasn't that he wasn't the batting average wasn't there. The strikeouts were a little bit high. He had a lot of hard contact, which which is which was good for him. He had a good pitch recognition because he still was walking a lot. Mm-hmm. But the minute that that sticky ball was gone, his batting average jumped. Everything, all the hard hit balls jumped. Like he was on base, he was tearing up double A. They Yankees finally did something smart. 
which was they took him when he was on a heater, promoted him when he was on a heater, and he kept that going in so far within one game. But you know, he 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 went he he was sad. That the, you know, the Yankees did do what they do in the in the majors. They did in the minors. They, Dominguez had a hell of a game on on uh, on Monday or Tuesday, excuse me. Wednesday they sat him. He comes in as a pinch hitter, and the other and I think they're playing the Iron Pigs, and the Iron Pigs walked him. They walked him instead. So, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just it's the way it's the way some of these things go. It's funny, but let him finish off his time in AAA, push forward, and hopefully he you know he's he's in the mix. He should be in the mix for the left field position next year in, in the Bronx. And then just no, let it actually going to be my question. I was going to have a question for everybody. Do you think he'll, he'll be up there in, let's say, sometime in the beginning of spring or after the trade, trade deadline, he'll be up? I'm going to make a bold prediction right here, right now, that Jason Dominguez breaks camp with the team in spring. Okay. Danny? I'm not going that far. Uh, I, 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 <sighs> why not, bro? They did it with Volpe. They did it with Volpe. Yeah, but. It's, I mean, it's a different business no decision than why. that. So, I, I, my, my thing with Jason outfield is a little bit. Let's, I, let's I, see. I shortstop let's, a little more difficult than outfield, but. Go ahead, Dave. Right, Danny. Go but ahead, Danny. I, I, the thing with Jason is that he he's going to get on base a bunch. Mm-hmm. He's also twenty one. Volpe is twenty two. He's got a full full year of development ahead of him. Um. So Jason's he's only twenty. Yeah, he yeah he turned twenty one in February. Yeah, he turns twenty one in February. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not rushing him to the big leagues. I, I want to see him conquer each level. Um, I, I'm gonna say second half of next year. All right, so second let me half. ask you this: second half of next year. Let me ask oh, you wait, this. Wait, 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 Dave. Dave, let's let's have Mark say it. Then, no, then you, then you, then you ask your question. I don't. Well, I'm, I'm on Dave's train right here. I think he breaks camp, but I don't think it's a bold prediction that he breaks camp. I think that it's a an, an inevitable thing. It, and I, it all depends. And it all depends on how. On the, uh, for me, it all depends on on Bader because if they bring Bader back, then I then I think that he then then it's in the Danny's camp where they keep him down for like half a season and bring him up. But I think if they don't bring back Harrison Bader. Then Dominguez is come is start is off to, off and running. He's gonna be in he's gonna be in left field, or and they might I'm, do they might do what they did with Volpe and then put him in center field where he might not be as good as he could be. I don't see him breaking camp, but if they don't if they do not keep Bader and they do not promote him up right away, I could see him coming up. Let's say June. That's when I I could see June July ish that that's when they could bring him up. But if that's that's and that's because of circumstances happening, but now we could go to Dave. Listen, I, I, I don't so like Danny, here's my thing. If he kills it in AAA the rest of the season and pulls a Volpe and comes into spring training and just absolutely just destroys it, one, I don't see them bringing back Harrison Bader. I, I think that'd be a, a colossal mistake with the guy being on the IL twice this year and his offense is meh, kind of average. But I think if Dominguez kills it the rest of the year in AAA, comes into spring training and pulls a Volpe and absolutely just destroys spring training, I, I think you're going to see Dominguez in that starting lineup in left field with Pereira in center. 
regardless of age, because Derek yeah, Jeter was still only yeah, 20 years old, too. Yeah. I don't know. So my thing is, like, you want controllability. Like, they're going to – they're not going to have the seventh-year of Volpe because he's not going to finish the top three of the rookie of the year. Like, mm-hmm. with that being said, they might be gun-shy. So you, you play him at 21, right? You, you have that year of control, bringing, up him, bringing him up at the end of August as opposed to gambling and seeing, like, hey, can this 20-year-old really make an impact immediately by being that top three rookie of the year? Like, we, we see with Anthony that it's, it's not that easy. Um, Jason has a better approach at the plate than Anthony Volpe. When did paying for airfare become so unfair? At Southwest, we do things differently. So differently, we invented a word for it. Transparency. Transparency means we don't dream up ways we can trick you into paying more. It means respect. Because we don't just fly you. We like you. Need points for that special vacation this year? Visit the Southwest Rapid Rewards link on our link tree and make a purchase of Southwest Rapid Rewards points today. More, more homers and mm-hmm. and less strike. And Jason strikes out a, a ton, right? He has 130 strikeouts, which is you know pretty astronomical, right? But he does have the 79 walks. So, um, I I want to see him cut down on the strikeouts. I want to see him be a better um, left-handed hitter, more consistent left-handed hitter, and I want to see a little bit more power. Only 416 slugging percentage this year combined between uh, AA and AAA, albeit the, the AAA games are only three games at this point. But what, what if we get 20 homers and 20 doubles by, the, by you know, middle of next year in AAA? Like, then you know for sure he's 100% ready. The right only now, reason, like I'm not, I'm not there yet. The only reason why I, I think that they'll do it is because look what's happening around the rest of the league. You got Salas out in San Diego, who's now in Double A. Dylan Cruz, Double A. Hell, Paul Skeens, who got drafted out of LSU, has thrown four professional innings and went straight from Low A to Double A. There's no with everyone else doing this around the league. There's no reason why Jason Dominguez cannot. Be yeah, but schemes, schemes, and Dylan Cruz are two different animals altogether. Yeah. They they were on a national championship team in the SEC, and Low A was just too easy for them all. Like it, there there was no point for them to be in Low A. For schemes, it was Low A just to just to say, hey, you've been you've been shut down for what six weeks or so. Let's just let, let's just get one 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 uh, something underneath your belt. You we've had you down here in Bradenton. We, you know, we've seen what you had to do. Let's just see is let's let, let it translate to the game time. Oh, and he's throwing 101 miles an hour in the game. Boom. Just go up to double a, cause that's prop. That's pretty much where your talent level is right now. Dylan Cruz. Mm-hmm. He's been hitting all year. There's he, there was no reason. There was no reason to slow him down. He's going to Jackson be he, holiday too. He, yeah. They're all being, those guys are all being fast track. They're all being fast track. You'll see you. I'm betting you, you want bold prediction. You're going to see, I think next year's rookie class is going to be possibly something crazy special because I think oh, that yeah. I think that Schemes makes it up to the big leagues next year. I think uh, Dylan Cruz makes it up there. I think Holiday makes it up there. Dominguez is definitely going to be up there. That's just four guys right then and there. 
add in everybody else along the way. Uh, Ethan Salas has got an outside chance of making it. I mean, at seven, you know, he just turned 17 or something like that, or he's about to turn 17. Like he's going to play next year, 18 year old in double a possibly triple a as an 18 year old. So maybe they'll wait till he's night. Let me, you know, just let that one sink in for a minute, man. Cause that, we haven't seen that. Trying, we haven't seen that kind of thing since like Ken Griffey and, and a rod, you know what I mean? Uh, Bryce Harper too. I think Andrew Jones. Yeah. Didn't Pudge make it to the big leagues at like 1920? Mm-hmm. Pudge yeah. Rodriguez? Yeah. yeah. So Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. And the oh, point that I'm trying to make with leagues. this, cool. the point that I'm trying to make with this is, is that these other teams are not being gun shy with their prospects, but we are. And we have seen this time and time again where we are gun shy with our prospects and they die on the vine like Esteban Florial. <clears throat> I don't want to see that. Not saying that they're going to let Jason Dominguez die on the vine, but they need to be, I want to see them be a little bit more proactive. If the kid can play, the kid can play. And Anthony Volpe is a great example of why they, why they can do it for one and not the other is just crazy to me. That's the only easy. point that I'm making Dave, with this. Dave, Dave, it's pretty easy though. So, so we don't have another season of Mark complaining at Jason Dominguez like he was doing this whole year about Volpe, about his arm strength. Yeah, but Volpe's arm strength was measurable. And I think with the way yeah. the season is going to end this year is going to put more of an emphasis to make sure Dominguez is on his major league roster next year, breaking camp. If the season wasn't going the way that it's going now, I think he starts the season in AAA. But seeing how the way the season is going to end, I don't see it happening. I mean, i i wouldn't I, think, be, I wouldn't be shocked if I wouldn't be shocked if he did start off. But I'm going to be more into the whole side that it's going to be more in the later end. It's not going to happen in the beginning. I, I I really I want it to be in the beginning. I really do want to be on your side, Dave. I really do because I see it as well. I do see the the spark and, and and everything that Jason Dominguez can bring to this team. I do see it. But I also see that with the history of this organization, with the way they have always been, that they're going to play it safe. They're going to either sign Bader again to another year and then just wait until he gets a, a, an injury or two and then bring him up. Or they're going to find somebody somewhere in, in, in the ether of the world to just put in there into that position until it's time to bring him up. But they're not, I, I, I really, with the way this, this organization, uh, organization has always been, they're going to wait, they're going to take the time and they're going to develop him the correct way. Because also remember, Dave, we've all been there. We were all 21, 21 with all that money in New York city. You could, I go to one or two ways and they don't want him to go the wrong mm-hmm. way. Let's be real. All right. Well, here, here's here's my counter. To, here's my counter to you, Alex. Number one, one of the things that we all know is that Hal's going to be tightening the purse. Mm-hmm. So not spending not spending money on Harrison Bader. Would you? Would, let me ask you this. Would you rather spend? Say, I think I I think when we we talked in our chat, I, I said about. I think I said Harrison Bader probably is around a ten million dollar a year player, mm-hmm. give or take. Would you rather spend ten million dollars a year on Bader or seven fifty seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on Dominguez coming up, and have Dominguez for three years at seven about seven fifty or you know getting little raises here and there before arbitration or having mm-hmm. to spend ten ten million for five years on Bader? Yeah, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. It's going to be Dominguez, right? So if you take 
Dominguez, who as De- as Danny also said, is a be- is a better but offensive talent. He's a better uh, offensive player and maybe a little less defensive. But you move him to left field where he, he probably plays better, mm-hmm. and the marketability behind it all. I think that 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 outshines anything else. I do, and I'm gonna bring out my bold take right now. Um, Hal's gonna actually open up his bo- pocketbook this year and find a way to get rid of John Carlos Stanton. That is my bold prediction. He's gonna open up that pocketbook <laughs> somehow, some way to Ooh. get rid of John Carlos Stanton. Damn. That's my bold prediction right there. That's He's a only nice going bold prediction, LA. dog. But guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? It's well, you're right. It's only gonna be LA. It's only gonna be LA. You're right. And you know what? It's going to be the Angels. How might actually be (laughs) (laughs) Even though they're not even in Los Angeles. Yeah. No, like, Shohei's injury is, like, a a huge impact on the pending free agent market. On baseball. And it really affects the Dodgers. Yeah, it really affects the Dodgers. They got J.D. Martinez for a one-year deal. Maybe they take a flyer out on Giancarlo and bring him home and, you know. prediction. Called it. Oh, you know, all, right. Hey, all right. So here, here's a here's a quick here's a quick thing. So getting off the Yankees for a quick second. Talking since we since we we delve into the Shohei thing for a second. You think yeah. he still go down around the horn? Starting at Dave. Do you think he still gets five hundred million? No. Alex, I say one eighty max. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Are you Two Tommy John surgeries. Whatever that drink, whatever you got drinking over there, man, just you know, drill, pass it. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. 500, 500. No, I'm not going to say 500, 450. I'm going to say 450. Why? Because guess what? He can still bat. He can still bat. And guess what? Even if they keep him off for one year from pitching, he could come right back to pitching. It, it, it's, let's be real. He is that enigma that comes once in a, and not even a lifetime, in, in a century. <laughs> All right. What about you, That's Danny? Pretty much a lifetime. No, uh, I'm, I'm not living to 100 years. Are you? <laughs> you live. Well, hey, years. man. You know people. People Shit. are living longer nowadays. Anyway, Shit. I'm going to go in the middle here, and I, I'm going to say 300 because of the value as a bat itself is going to get you 300. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even close. So. uh Maybe what you get as a pitcher um, gets him that other 150 to 200, but 300 for sure, without a doubt, just as a hitter. Um, But I think he sits a year out. Obviously, he's going to sit a year plus out as a pitcher, and then he's going to come back and be a starter. And, you know, that's where he's going to get back that that value. So it may not be a 10-year deal. It might be a five-year deal. So he could get his value back as a pitcher and get back into the market at like 32, 33. Who knows? That'll be interesting. Why not have a 10 year deal with a f- after four years in an opt out or incentive later? Or going to do that. Yeah. I think there's clubs. That, club. I, I think there, I think a club can do that. That's and here's, right. here's, I think I, in, and for me, I think that I don't think 500, I don't think he's going to get 500. But I think because I think you got to look at what what he's going to give you because he's not a fielder. So he's going to be strictly a DH. So are you going to are you going to spend 300, 300 on a DH? For Shohei Otani, yeah. yes. he's going to hit you 40, 50 bombs. Yeah. Yes. I'm just going to say I'm, I'm posing the question to anybody. Are you going to put 300? You're going to put 300. You're going to put 300 there. Do you think he comes back as do you th- after this now? Second Tommy John, which 
the numbers for a second Tommy John guy coming back super strong are not really there. And, 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 and if Nathan Avaldi. Mm-hmm. Nathan Avaldi. Like there's 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 guys out there, power pitchers out there that have had it multiple times and then they still coming back. They come back, but they're but but the injury but the injury risk is is a lot higher now. So my thing is this: well, wait, wait, hold on, wait, Alex, one second, one second, because you got to remember something. What the Angels did, they didn't have a five man rotation; they had a six man rotation specifically for him, and he still got injured. Do you think another team? You think like the Dodgers or the Mets are going to employ employ excuse me a six man rotation just for him, or will he be where will he be more valuable coming out of the bullpen? No. And, you know, we like they spoke about this on the MLB Network Radio. It just wouldn't make sense. It's, it's just not feasible in my eyes. Like, he's going to hit in the eighth, right? And mm-hmm. let's say he gets stranded at second, and he has to come in to warm up for the ninth inning. Like, how is he going to yeah, do it's that? It's not going to work. No. But I'm, 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 pos- I'm posing questions. I'm the World Baseball Classic. I'm posing questions. I'm posing questions for everyone. That's all. I'm just posing I questions. I, I, I get your question. And, like, no, that's that's – crazy and it's ludicrous and all, all the way but to have otani in general any team that gets otani is not just getting a baseball player they're getting a whole country let's let's put the real cards on the table like money wise financially you're getting a whole country that's going to be buying your your stuff all of your gear just because of one name, and you're going to be getting revenue for one person for a whole entire country. Yes, I'm sorry. The money is still going to be up there for Shohei Tani just because any owner is going to see the money, the dollar signs of having the whole entire country of Japan buying one man's jersey, but that one man plays for your club. Yeah. I so, mean, uh, you, you know, you're right. You're, Alex, you're right. And I, even though I never gave, I, did, I didn't get, actually give my number. I think it's in, I think the fourth, I think the top end he's going to get is 450, maybe 475, but it's going to be, I think he's going to, he's going to top Mike Trout is what I'm going to say in overall dollars. So that's what, that's where I stand on that. So Mike Trout was like, what, 420 or 425 or something like that? 420 and a half. 420 and a half. 420. And let's be real. I don't see everybody out there going out there looking for Mike Trout jerseys. But guess what? Shoei Tani, wherever he goes, that whole country of Japan is going to be wearing his jersey. (laughs) So. Well, yeah, that's what that's where that's where I stand with that. Uh, to close this train ride out, um, I, I don't I don't really know where it ends. To be honest with you, he's going to be out for an entire season, but who knows? He is a mythical unicorn. No, 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 Dave, 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 Dave I'm going to cut you, Dave, I'm going to cut you off on that one. He's not going to be out for an entire season. He can still hit next year because he did it before. He only's out for as a pitcher. So as a hitter, he's he can be there as a hitter. He did this in 2000 when he got Tommy John at the end of 2018. He came back in 2019 as a hitter, and even 2020 because I don't think they had him pitching in 2020. You can you can uh, double check me on that one. No, you're so, right. You're right. You're right. So he was he was back as a hitter the entire. He wasn't Otani that we see now. You know, he's not. He wasn't the prolific power hitter. He wasn't the prolific on base percentage guy that he is. But there is a form of him that's out there. He still gets you maybe 20 bombs. He'll get you, could get you in a, in the right lineup. He get, could get about eighty to one hundred RBIs, depending on who's who's around him. But he's not going to be, you know, batting three hundred, hitting fifty, hitting fifty dingers, throwing over a hundred stakes in there too. So, but you're going to get a ver- you're going to get a version of him as he builds himself back up. 
I don't know. I guess we'll see. On this roster, who do you guys want to see going forward? I want Austin Wells brought up in on September one. Me too, one hundred percent. And that's it. Ben Rorvet, we we we've seen the best of Ben. I don't think there's much more left in there. No. For ben Higgy, Higgy, Higgy. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm old. Higgy, Higgy. I want Genesis out of here. Another another boneheaded another no, boneheaded not, running another boneheaded running running play on by this team on base on base dis, I, I, disgusting. Yeah. So he's like one of the few guys that I look at batting average as a barometer for him because it's been so low his entire career. For him to hit 230 this year and, you know, still provide the power, I think that's commendable for Higgy. And um, the, the defense is still okay. It's not going to be the greatest ever, but it's it's mediocre. And I think he's he's a great person leadership-wise. He's a great baseball guy. So I – I like Higgy being around and being a mentor for, for Austin Wells. But I just I think Ben Wordvet is a triple is a quadruple A type of guy. Yeah. Um I, I haven't seen anything from him to 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 show me or show us that he's someone that we can invest in. Now I, Austin Wells could turn out to be, you know, not so much of a, a great hitter at the big league level, but he's hit everywhere he's been at, from Arizona on through triple A. So I, I expect Austin Wells to hit. He's a double. I just want to see what the defense is. Yeah, I want to see what the what the defense is at the big league level. I really do. So especially uh, like especially September first, like Mark said, like why not bring him up at that point? Yeah, like if it's September first, we are mathematically out. Blah blah blah. Even though we all know we are mathematically out, but till they till the real white flag of September first comes <clears> around, let's. And then September first, oh, they say September first when the when the rosters expand to what from twenty six to twenty eight players twenty eight. Yeah, so I mean, and and he doesn't. It's not like he loses any. He doesn't get any, gain any service time at that point either. So nope, it's a win-win at that point so, for the Yankees. I think the service I time deadline see, was this past week. I think yeah. the thirty-first, uh, maybe something like that. I know the third. I know it has something to do. Uh, you, you're probably right about that one. I'm not even going to go off the cross. Pereira, because it was past the Listen, service time cutoff. Maybe. Yeah, the night. Yeah, you're right. The nineteenth. That was it. The nineteenth. I would love what, to see a master a master class with Garrett Cole and Austin Wells. Like how that, that there's no one better to learn from. Like because Garrett Cole is going to expect the absolute best out of Austin Wells. I mean, Rort Vets kind of taking over his his starts his start days. But I would love to see Austin Wells take on that challenge and and try to catch a Garrett Cole. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that? Yeah, I kind of I'm intrigued by it. I think that. Austin Wells, you know, as he's now progressing and they're, they're talking about his defense has improved the arm strength then let him, you know, Garrett Cole is, has turned on Higgy just like he turned on Gary Sanchez. So Higgy's no, <laughs> Higgy's been out as, as his personal catcher. So might as well, if you're going to bring, bring Wells up there, give, let Wells work with your best guy. Let him tell you the ins and outs, what's going to happen, what's going to, what's not going to happen. And Garrett Cole in these off days, We'll be right there sitting next to Austin Wells in his ear working and as they talk to all the other pitchers too. I'll be you, Dave. You go and then I'll go. Um, so one guy I really am interested in seeing coming back next year is Keenan Middleton. He's really uh, opened my eyes since that trade from Chicago. Kid, kid's got a great arm um, and has 
pretty much been pretty dominant since I got him from the White Sox. And so I'd like to see him and Ian Hamilton come back next year because Hamilton has proved that he can go multiple innings now based off of that three and a third performance the other day and just absolutely being dominant. And, uh, you know, for next year, I really would like them to see stretch Michael King out and give him another chance as a starter. I really like what they did with him the last couple of times out there. And uh, he looks like the Michael Mark's King like, nope. Everyone, if you, everyone that's um, listening, that hears that weird noise, that's, that's, listening. This that's what Mark's shaking his head. No, <laughs> oh no, I was, I was, I, no, no, I wasn't, but I, but I was, I was letting you get, letting you talk. I was just, I'm just like, no, no, don't Mark, 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 <laughs> we're, we're not an audio. We're not a video only podcast. We also have audio. You gotta let the people know. I Listen, do, I'm but, but I was a dude until the day he's no longer here. So that's my guy, and I'm sticking with him. <laughs> before Mark, before you go on to that thing, I, let me do my point on the Austin Wells. I think for Wells, I do agree with you on the whole thing about he has to be um, working with Cole, but I don't agree with him working with Cole in um, starting um, September. Not yet. I think more of have him going in there in the off season. So that way him and Cole spring training, blah, blah, blah. That way they could get that repertoire. So that way us as fans are not putting higher hopes on him in the very, very beginning. Let the mistakes happen behind closed doors that we don't see. So that way, when the when it's a big game, there is no mistakes. That's my only input onto when it comes to having Wells pitching with Cole. Now, Mark, go ahead. Well, your fight well, on the, Dave. Well, before you start, <laughs> there's no more big games. That that this is it. Like that's that's, that's you 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 got to, you get what I'm saying though. <laughs> the pressure, the big game pressure for the kids. But, but, training but, that's the next big game. <laughs> spring training. Get in but, uniform, sir. <laughs> Yo, so so for you, Alex, for to your point, Alex, and Danny's right. There's if there's no no big games left, then why not just start the start this transition from at on September first? Let him get there. Just just or or not maybe not maybe not maybe not September first right off the bat, but maybe let him let him catch like two two more ga- the last two games that Cole pitches. Okay. Therefore, therefore you know you kind of, they kind of they kind of meet the, you kind of tell him hey listen he's gonna catch for you. Let's see what let's see what happens here. Cole go okay. This is how I like to pitch, and they do they do the bullpens together. They do all they you know. It might not be as much, but they do all the things they need to kind of do to begin that that meshing and the, to begin the process of getting to know each other. I could get behind um, that compromise. I could get behind that one right there. All right. As for as for Dave and King, <laughs> back to business. Um, back, <laughs> I like I personally I, I like I like Michael King in, in the role he's at. I think he's he's had those opportunities to start, and I don't think that it's kind of been it's gone down the road where he wants to go. Um, I think that he's him as the, as one of the firemen out of the bullpen is more important to this team than him being a starting pitcher. Hold on, I rebuttal to this. So, oh, what is this? <laughs> say, say, all right. So, hypothetically, say they just for example, they DFA Domingo Harmon. Don't bring him back. Right, I not, think, far, not far fetched right now. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, but you know, anything's possible. Um, but Brito today showed that he can be the multiple inning guy too, coming out of the bullpen. He, we saw it today, and piggybacking off of uh, Middleton, I believe it was. Um, I, I don't think giving Mike another chance at starting is a bad idea. We all thought Clark Schmidt was a horrible starter. He figured it out. Michael King, you know, had some freak injuries. 
you know, I don't know if that was really messing with his mechanics or whatever, but he was mechanically off when he be- tried being a starter the first time around. They have since fixed those mechanical issues, and I'd like to see him get another crack at it. If he fails this time, then whatever, screw it. Cash that in. You tried it. It didn't work. Back to the bullpen you go, and, you know, you figure it out from there. But okay. I don't think it's a bad idea to mess around with. Here's my rebuttal to you. Is that – they gave you right. They gave Mike. They gave King ever, the opportunity to start, and he and he didn't, and he failed. And then he he moved into the bullpen and found his role. Whereas whereas Clark Schmidt, they kept him as a starter every which everywhere he went. Like he if he came up to the big leagues, he was a starter. When they sent him back down, they didn't send him back down to go to the bullpen. They kept him as a starter. They kept him stretched out. So Mike. So Clark Schmidt has had more opportunities to stay as a starter, whereas Michael King has taken his opportunity and and he's not say squandered, but he didn't perform. Therefore, he they said, "Okay, well, we we have this other opportunity for you." He's done very well in that opportunity as a seventh man, eighth man, whichever way you want to put it. Sometimes spot closer for for the team. That is something of more of a necessity and more of a strong suit and more of a need for this team than him being a starting pitcher. Listen, I'm not saying bless the guy as your number five starter for 2024. Now, I'm just saying. Give it some time, play with it, see if it works, and go from there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so I, I want to be the uh, the deciding kind of person. In this. Um, <laughs> the tie-breaking with, vote. With, I'm staying out of this. Yeah, so, yeah. so with, with Mike King and, and what he's done with this team, right, he's been a multiple-inning guy for a really long time. We all know this. If we look forward to next year, we got Cole. Severino's gone. So Cole, Rodon. Nestor, who's still on the contract, mm-hmm. um, Randy Vasquez, Luis Hill is going to be making his return, right? And then Brito, Brito Schmidt, right? But how can I forget Schmidt? Schmidt is going to be that number four guy. That fifth starter spot is going to be wide open. Yeah, it's going to be Heel, Vasquez, Brito. You could throw Mike King into that competition, but ultimately, but- I feel like the biggest value. Is for Mike King is to be that that two three inning guy that could back up your fifth starter because inevitably and I'm not disagreeing with that I'm not disagreeing with that all I'm saying is say Carlos Rodon gets a freak injury and is out for half the year like he is this year you need a backup plan that's all I'm saying have a backup plan but but Dave you're right right right. but the great thing that we have also going on with with the off season kid coming around free agency free agency class is not that great this year next year bro. But back, back up, go back up to what Danny said. We still have a Johnny Brito. You have a Luis Hill. You have a Randy Vasquez, and you got other guys coming up too. You got um, you got Beater coming through. Will Warren. Will Warren. You know what I'm saying? Like those there's, guys there's get shots. Yeah, those and those guys are are stretched out as starters. They're gonna get. They're going to get. They are going to get a shot over Mike King as starter. Now, if you're saying Mike King is more of like an opener for the for in the fifth spot, and you're and that's how you're kind of saying it as like. His he's a quote unquote these like quotations starter to be the opener. Then that's what then the, I can I can get behind that one. But if you're saying give him four inning like a legit four inning starter at the number five spot, no, nah, I'd rather him do two to three multiple times through the week and be dominant. And be yeah, great. Rather than what once two twice a week maybe like you know. So I I agree with Mark. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say is that like. The biggest value, especially in today's day and age, where starters just don't go deep. Like, that's just what it is. We don't need to add another starter that's not going to go deep into games. Mike King hasn't proven 
to go. Well, he has had the opportunity, number one. And that's because he hasn't proven that he's capable of going three, four times through the order. Shoot. Garrett Cole goes to three times, and then he even sniff a fourth time through the order for Garrett Cole. So it's just like Mike King's value is best served to be in that underbelly of the bullpen and support it. Well, pretty robust conversation. Um, (laughs) Anybody got any alibis? Anybody? I don't know. Did I miss anything? Nope. <laughs> no, we're not digging a ditch now, man. Not on air, no, sir. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> not what I was getting at. Oh, before – hold on. Hold on. I got one. Before we go, Mama G was checking in, and she wants to know, do we think that a new group of kids can pull off a World Series? Yes. I'll throw it around. Mark. Um, If we're talking if, – if by the new kids, we're, we're strictly saying – Barraza, Volpe, Wells, Dominguez, well, and Cummings. Well, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm putting a cap on um, what I'm saying is I'm putting a cap on the new guys. So I'm saying those four. From, yeah. from the kids that have shown up in the major leagues this year Vasquez, Brito, Cabrera, oh, Peraza, okay. Volpe, you know, Cabrera. Mm. I'm not sold on, on everybody that's been shown up right now. I Not 100% sold. I think that the. There, that's that's the first. I think this these guys are the first wave. I think the 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 better guys are coming up is mm-hmm. best is the best way to put it. The Wells, the Dominguez, Jones, and even further down the system, you got other dudes. Uh, August, you know, Augustin Ramirez. We have a, a Roderick Arias. We have a Kiner Delgado down there. A Brando Maya. He's he's trade fodder for me. He's not short. He's not going to be sticking his shorts up. He, you know. He could be a third base. He could be a third base, a corner infield down the line, or you or you package him as like. <laughs> he's not bad. Richard Fitz not bad, Drew but Thorpe. We forgot to mention Drew Thorpe. Yeah, you still and we still and we but there's like I said, there's still there's still plenty there's still plenty of guys pitching wise also coming through the system as well. So I mean, I think that the neck like this is the first the first wave right now because don't forget the first wave that the Yankees had the quote unquote baby bombers was Luis Severino and Greg Bird. Like the like you had to you brought you had to bring the you had to bring the first wave up, and then like see what you see what you did with those guys, and then push the next group to improve upon. And I think the next group is what is where where your money maker is going to be. Jones, Dominguez, Wells, those those three specifically on the bat side, and quite frankly, you got two of the all three of them can bat left handed, which is something sorely needed on this Yankee roster. So yeah, so, totally so Mama Gelfoil, the number and to answer the question, the first group of guys, I think will be okay, but this next group that that are going to come up are going to be better. Alex, yeah, I'm going to say we, okay, from what came up this season, am I going to say we're going to have all those pieces up here again next season or two seasons, whatever? No, no, I'm not going to say that because I can see someone getting somebody getting some sort of trade happening. I can see it. But like a Volpe, no, I'm not saying a Volpe's going to go because that's the name that's not going to go. He's he, they're, they're putting him into a whole different stratosphere right now, that kid. And I'm more looking forward to like, I wasn't looking forward to this whole group of rookies at all. It, only Volpe. I'm looking forward to like, as Marcus saying, the future. I'm looking up to that, that new cast. The cast that just came up right now, this week, those are the guys that I was looking forward to. 
and like those guys are going to come up next year with the guys that just came up this week. Yeah, yeah, we we got history coming up. But right now, I wasn't excited for this season. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't think I ain't much more. Danny, uh, incomplete. We're not seeing everybody. Uh, Pereira has the potential to be a power hitting corner outfielder. Peraza could be, you know, a 2020 type of guy mm-hmm. providing gold glove defense wherever you put them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's more coming and I want to see them produce at the higher levels of AAA. Uh, I mean, at the highest, at the higher levels of the minor leagues and potentially make a big league impact. So um, it's going to take some time. I'm not sure if Peraza, Pereira, Volpe, who is going to be here when we make a World Series run? I don't know. Um, but it's incomplete. It's incomplete. There, there's some room to grow. Yeah, I'll agree with that, too. Um, I think these guys that are coming up now are the foundation setters like Bernie Williams was in the early 90s before Jeter, Moe, Jorge, and Pettit showed up. Uh, that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. Um, I see these guys as the table setters for the reinforcements that are coming up behind them in maybe a year to two years. Um, so that's where I'm at with it too. So time will tell. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. just, uh, unfortunately, there's not a fast forward button that we can just, you know, skip to the end and find out what it's going to be. I wish we did. Um, it'd be a lot more fun to watch that than what we have in front of us. Um, but if nobody else has anything once, twice, three times, no. All right. So that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, again, don't forget seat geek, get your Godsmack tickets. Uh, Motley crew and Def Leppard are also on tour. They're doing a world tour. So if you're a fan of them, check out their tickets as well. Check out our merch store. We got all this cool stuff for sale coming up and, uh, you know, check out our merch store, man. A lot of cool stuff. And we got our own military line and then purchased of these four items. Of course, if it goes to the Wounded Warriors Project, and we love to support those who help support us. And again, thank you to Boca Pinkball and the 56 Foundation for helping us get the word out about the podcast. And it was our honor and privilege to spotlight both of those organizations on last week's episode with Tanya Sturtz. Check out episode 102 for more information on both of those organizations. And for everybody listening across the pond, we appreciate you as always. And for Mark, Alex, and Danny, this is David from Chatters, and we are signing off.